Hey guys, welcome Hi. to another episode of Conversations with Cat and Tully. In this podcast, we dive into conscious relationship, journeying through parenthood, and all things lifestyle creation. So join us in creating your own new normal as we share our stories and talk with some incredible leaders in their field. Thanks for being here, guys. We hope you enjoy this episode. everyone we're on welcome to the third episode mm. of our kind of like birth prep series to an extent yeah i don't know what to title it birth and Con- all the good conscious things. conception and birth and pregnancy and postpartum mm. and eventually it'll lead into parenthood too which is awesome mm. um but today's episode Look, like, I've got to be really honest, I'm pretty sleep-deprived currently, so <laughs> you're going to get a pretty chill episode, but I'm glad that today's episode, I'm actually kind of semi-interviewing Tully today, mm. because I've already shared my birth story, or our birth story, and that is available over on Australian Birth Stories podcast, mm. and I had a great chat with Sophie, and we delved into the birth from my perspective, and in heaps of detail, so instead of us repeating everything Mm. i highly advise go check that out if you want to know all the details from my perspective but today i felt like it was really important and we felt like it was really important to kind of uh chat to tully about his experience of birth and what he did to prepare himself emotionally and mentally and even physically and spiritually and all of the things to really become a dad and to hold me through that process of birth itself um Mm. i feel like we hear a lot of women talking about it a lot of women talking about birth and motherhood and pregnancy and home birth and all of the things. And I don't know, I, I would have loved to have shown Tully podcasts of other men really getting excited about it back hmm. when we were pregnant. And I didn't have that really. So I'm really looking forward to being able to create that with you today. And mm. um, then hopefully if any other couples are inspired to listen together and, and have that perspective as well, that'd be awesome. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's... um. A conversation I've enjoyed having since the birth. It's kind of just popped up pretty organically. People messaging me, um, guys reaching out. Um, I've done a couple of yeah live videos and stuff. So it's all the conversation has started to happen already, um, and I've found myself really enjoying it. So yeah, yeah looking forward to to diving in yeah. and sharing a little bit more. I like seeing you light up when you talk about it. Hmm. Um, we're also talking pretty chill because we've got Rafi asleep on the couch and we did um, try to record a podcast the other day and he just <laughs> wouldn't have a bar of it. So we're mm. um, mindful, but this is also parenthood. Mm, and this. I think part of our message is really showing that you can still go out and, you know, do things, mm. make a podcast, build a business, uh, create whatever you want to create in the world and have a baby <laughs> mm, and just letting go of attachment to timelines and rushing uh-huh. is is part of it and surrendering to the little man's schedule some of the time totally literally we were supposed to re- start recording maybe like 45 minutes ago with mm. his sleep and he just didn't want to go to sleep and i found myself so frustrated i'm just like oh my god baby can you just go to sleep just like we always do at this time yeah. and he just wouldn't and then the second i surrendered and was just like you know what it doesn't even matter so funny straight asleep yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) of course every time yeah and it's funny that a lot of that um stress tension is pretty much only there when we're wanting things to be any way Mm -hmm. other than that they are yeah you know it's like when we're just don't have the schedule don't have any of that it's like it's all good if he wants to chill and 
play for another half hour, then it, it's fine. And it's all of a sudden, as soon as, yeah, we're, we're wanting things to be a different way. Mm-hmm. That's often when the, yeah, the, the stress can creep I in. I feel like that's where my main lesson at the moment is definitely. And I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job at it to be fair, but you like an amazing job. that real surrendering to mm. just whatever the moment is right now, rather than trying to make it be anything else. Like, and especially that comparison piece, right? Because, you know, I think as parents, it's very easy to compare to every other parent and what their baby's doing, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, okay, he doesn't need to be asleep right now. Like who made the rule book that he must be asleep at this mm-hmm. time? He doesn't need to be. Like mm. if he wants to play for another half hour, let him play. And, you know, I guess the busier life gets, the harder that that mm. can probably feel, I would imagine. Yeah. So I'm feeling pretty lucky that we've got such a relaxed yeah, yeah, schedule it's, right it's now. Amazing. So we can podcast yeah. whenever the yeah. fuck we want. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so let's get into it. Um, I'd really like to start by asking you like what was your understanding of birth before you and I met? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it transformed pretty quickly. Um, like I, I didn't, I hadn't really thought about, I thought about having kids a lot. Yeah. But I hadn't really thought about birth a lot. So really, all I'd seen is what you sort of see on movies. So I remember asking you once, um, do you like ever imagine what it's going to be like when he's born? And you're just like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, goes through my head all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's not. wasn't a thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, just the usual stuff. Movies, like the, I got asked this question the other day and it's like the first two words that pop into my head when I like thought about birth back then would have been pain mm. and hectic mm-hmm. like that's kind of just what you see it's always a rush water's breaking everywhere in the middle of just, coals yeah, <laughs> driving to the, to the hospital, hospital yeah. or just full-on yeah just gnarly yeah um so yeah that was kind of i guess what i what i thought about birth beforehand mm. um was pretty open to that changing because obviously i was very aware that that was hollywood yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean so i was yeah. like i was as soon as you sort of brought something else into the space i was pretty open to to yeah, yeah. my my beliefs being changed kind totally of uh-huh and then so because obviously like when i came along i was very sure like straight up we're doing a home birth mm. and you know i hadn't seen a home birth be done before i'd only just watched uh, like YouTube videos basically. So you'd seen about a million, I'd seen, but just not in person. <laughs> I'd seen a million through yeah, a screen. Yeah. But I was just so certain. I'm like, that is my path. I felt such a passion watching these videos that I just knew. Mm. Even though my mum had, you know, seven amazing births at the hospital. Um, mm. And I guess like I wasn't overly terrified of the hospital, but I would have just preferred to be at home. So for you, obviously I'm, I'm guessing thought of birth as being at a hospital yeah from you yeah, know yeah, that yeah, was like yeah. the norm in your mind yeah, right? i don't even know if i'd really even heard of home birth and definitely probably not home water birth <laughs> yeah i can't even remember to be like mm. if i did it was this kind of yeah i didn't really know about it if i'd even heard of it mm-hmm. i can't quite remember to be honest yeah um but it was yeah it was definitely new yeah, totally. And so, what were what do you feel like was the um, the things that helped you feel most comfortable with home birth being a possibility for us as well? Like, what were the things that made it feel like, oh, that actually feels more normal to me now 
than potentially a hospital birth. And I guess, and just to be clear with everyone, like this isn't a hospital versus home birth sort of thing. It's just our experience of like, we did go down the home birth track and I'm, I'm wanting to show, I guess, yeah, show people how we got to that point. Yeah, definitely. And we were obviously really open to going to the hospital if we needed to. Mm. Um, and I guess we'll get to that when we, we talk more about the birth. But for me, it was A, your certainty. Mm. Um, and then then it was just learning, you know. I was just open. You were pretty um, pretty certain that that's what you wanted. And because I knew birth was and being a mother was just such a huge thing for you. Mm. Like I was pretty open to how you weren't going to come rain on my parade no well and and you'd spent so much time watching it and learning about it and i'd spent zero so i was like maybe she knows something i don't (laughs) (laughs) and it was kind of how i approached it and then and then it was just learning about it so Mm. it was um yeah having a conversation with our midwife was definitely um and just seeing yeah speaking to her and seeing that it wasn't uh she was an operator do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she was very much, um, yeah, just switched on, knew what she was doing, knew yeah. what she was talking about. Um, so that straight away made me feel better about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then just having some friends of ours like Al, I knew she had done a home birth and, um, mm. and just starting to hear some stories. Oh, bless you, Bobby. Um, hey, little man. He's no longer asleep, by the way. Nah, <laughs> he's, he's getting involved. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, that was conversation with Laura Lee first mm-hmm. and foremost, because she was going to be the person, because I think there's a difference between liking the idea mm-hmm. theoretically and then putting yourself in that position. Yeah, of course. So then having that conversation and fully trusting Laura Lee yeah. was, was pretty much the main thing for me because I was like, yeah. And I'm every, happy. every parent wants to do the most responsible thing, yeah. you know, so like, it's just a matter of educating yourself and then deciding, well, what fits us and our family and our values yeah. the best, yeah, right? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was that. And then um, we did our hypnobirthing with Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was epic. Learning yeah, more about so birth, learning more about the biomechanics of birth, um, the history of birth. Mm. That, because um, then when I learned more about that, the role that hormones play, um, the role that hormones can play if you're stressed Mm -hmm. and anxious or scared yeah and then how that actually impedes the birth process that's when i sort of started to be like as long as you know there's no complications and everything is going according to plan like why not yeah do it at home Mm -hmm. was kind of became my um yeah the way i viewed it Mm -hmm. kind of thing and again yeah and we'll go into a bit more of our, um, we've gone into a bit more of our like birth plan slash intention in the pregnancy podcast mm. and how we're, we prepared for birth. But um, yeah, yeah, this is important because I, I guess I, in my experience and, and some of the conversations I've had with women and families is that a lot of the time, because the father is often not really... Um, educated that his role is very important in the birth space Mm. it's kind of like okay well i'll let her do it i'll let her go and learn i'll get i'll let her go ahead with everything and then i'll just be here to support Mm. and that'll be my role and so what really um 
inspired you or showed you how important your role was within the birth preparation and also the birth itself? I think, again, learning more about birth and what's actually going on. So I knew that um, my role was to um, almost like be a steward kind of thing. Mm. Like I'm not actively involved in it. Like I still feel birth is fundamentally you going through your process mm-hmm. with bub. Mm-hmm. But my role in being able to curate an environment mm. that you feel safe and loved and looked after yeah. has a huge impact on how you navigate that. Yeah. So it's almost like a... Um, yeah, I didn't feel directly involved kind of thing, but I felt very involved because yeah. I knew, yeah, what was going on and the importance of, of my place in that. Yeah, and I definitely felt like you were really holding that, like, protector role. Like, you know, you were protecting me and Rafi, basically the whole pregnancy, the whole birth, the especially during labor. It's like your role was making sure that we were comfortable, but also mm. making sure that we were feeling loved and... You know, because we had a doula and we had a midwife and we had, you know, amazing squad. help and a support squad. <laughs> we that had could the Avengers equivalent <laughs> of a birth team. <laughs> totally. it, was, it was amazing. And, you know, people could get me a glass of water or a smoothie or something like that. But, you know, there was something very special for me when you were there right beside me and feeling like we were going through that together. Mm. And I feel like you really stepped into that role. And I remember we were reading some books before we went into labor that, that really spoke about um the safety that a woman can feel with with her partner if if they're in a healthy safe relationship then like mm. that makes huge difference for the labor process too yeah for sure and i think um yeah learning more about that like so i really believe like the fathering role starts at conception you know and even before that but really at conception and i'd heard lots of different stories from different guys about how it didn't really sink in until they were holding the baby in their arms and again everyone's process is um different yeah i'm not trying to be prescriptive with this but what was really empowering and helpful and created a healthy dynamic was understanding even during the pregnancy what's happening neurologically and and everything and with rafi growing the safer the the better container of a household that i can Mm -hmm. contribute to Mm -hmm. the better the birth process is going to be like it all starts from day one which is kind of um just brings a sense of purpose Mm. like i think Mm -hmm. it's a a, an awesome thing it's a it's a responsibility in a in a really empowering way yeah um and it straight away creates this team dynamic Mm. rather than this you versus me dynamic which is i think pivotal yeah. It. So, um, yeah, like we don't know what we don't know. And this space is so new and foreign mm. for guys. Like um, I was watching a talk by um, Rachel or Rochelle. I don't know her last name. I think Innate Wisdom, Innate Tradition or something is her Instagram. So I just, yeah, made a meal of that. So nobody, I, yeah. <laughs> That that was we'll, helpful for we'll no one, but somebody, <laughs> yeah, I was watching. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, but she was talking. She's it's, it's so funny watching Tully like lose it with stuff like this because he's always so on. <laughs> yeah. Never loses his thought pattern or anything. And so when he does, I find it's it quite I amusing. <laughs> I regret that. Um, so, but she was talking, she really educates midwives and yeah. is a birth educator in a big way. And um, she was talking about, 
like men's role and there's mm-hmm. all this kind of like push for men to be more involved or for mm-hmm. men to step up or for and she it was really she got quite emotional when she was talking about it because she was like this poor guy like men haven't been part of the birth space you know only only in the last 30 years have mm. they been invited into that space as a support role yeah you know there's no primal blueprint this has been like women's business yeah historically because mm-hmm. of the village and, and all of that but so it's it's so new there's no primal blueprint for it that can kind of be activated yeah and there's very little education around yeah. it so the fact that a lot of guys are unsure about the idea of a home birth to me is perfectly normal it yeah. makes perfect sense yeah so I think, um, and it's not like, um, yeah, like you said, there's not that many resources out there where, where there's guys just really sharing that information. It's mm. more of that, like behind the scenes sort of conversation within your friends. Mm. Sometimes. Yeah, and I was lucky. I had a lot, like a bunch of guys that I could just chat to exactly, yeah, um, about it all who had yeah really positive things. And also, the, there may be um, you know conversations regarding doctors or, or that sort of thing. But for it just to be like other guys just talking about it mm. from just a real personal mm. standpoint of what was your experience? How did you know what were the decisions you guys made? And I think it's it's not even just home birth; it's birth in general, really, yeah. isn't it? It's just any sort of birth. Um, and I love that. Um, when we were learning hypnobirthing, how Philly was like, you know, you can have a C-section that's still a hypnobirth. Yeah. You know, that's still a completely empowered birth. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's not very much like, uh, what's the word? Pedestaling one way or another at yeah. all. Um, I think the biggest thing I learned with the hypnobirthing was like, cool, there's no right or wrong. It's just being informed about what the hell is going on. Yeah. So then any decision that you make is a decision that you're fully making. Yes, and then you feel so empowered you in the decisions it. you make. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Which I think um, is super important because it's such a potent, powerful rite of passage and especially the women, but men, men as well, but especially the women, their brains become so plastic. Yeah. So, so open to change through the birth. And I think it was up to two years after yeah. yeah so if your beliefs are changing if your blueprints are changing over that time and it's a really disempowering process then that can get anchored in yeah and really sort of set up how the next years to come are navigated whereas mm-hmm. no matter how it looks if it feels like an empowering experience mm-hmm. then that will get anchored in yeah moving forward isn't that fascinating hey because mm. it literally is like a rebirth of the woman but yeah, also yeah, the rebirth yeah. of the family and so and even if it's like, you know, second or third child, it's, it is that rebirth of the family. So whatever's being anchored in. Um, and there is so much that can be out of our control, but there's also so much that can be in our control. Mm, so to yeah. just do our best with what we can. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I would love, 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 love to hear your perspective. Oh, Bobby. Little man. Hey, we're going to talk about how you were born. I would love to know your perspective and, and your experience of our birth of Rafi and, and, you know, maybe from the days leading up to it and mm. then the birth itself and, and, you know, the couple of days afterwards and what that whole period of time was like for you, what was going on emotionally, but also what was going on, like, you know, as a story. As yeah. Well. yeah. 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 Sure. Um, well, it was amazing. Like the, it was the best experience of my life. It was a very, yeah, profoundly spiritual experience. And, and fresh. <laughs> Only nine and a half weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was incredible. Um, 
And the lead up to it was we, yeah, we were pretty chill. Like we went to 41 and three days, was it? Yeah, yeah 41 and three days yeah. um, around then. So it was definitely a lesson in surrender, you know. We were, we were ready to go at probably 36 and a half, yeah. 37 <laughs> weeks, you know. We were like, all right. So it was But we're a, also really relaxed about it, you know. Like we, we didn't get to that point of being super impatient or, or like – Oh my God, we have to, like, how do we get this baby out? We'll there were moments of that. 100% moments. <laughs> but like, you know, overall, Yeah, on the whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was like, it, and it was so hard because it was like, do we plan something for today? Do we plan something for tomorrow? So it was just this month of kind we of clean the house? beautiful clean nothingness. The house? Yeah. Um, so that was the first thing, um, just a real lesson in surrender. And But I felt pretty calm leading up to it. We felt pretty prepared. Uh, we were pretty supportive. We had everything set up for postpartum. So it was kind of just, I was enjoying the spare time, to be honest, because I kind of stopped working as much. So that was probably, yeah, the uh, leaning into the void. Um, yeah, and then the birth itself. So that was, yeah, epic. And I could just guess to share a little bit about how that went down. And like Kat's gone into a really in-depth uh, sharing of that story on, on the podcast that she's done um, with Australian birth stories. So I, I want to know, like, okay, so I woke up to contractions. What did you think when you woke up to me being like, I think my waters have broken? Yeah, I was like, we are fucking on. And like, let's were you go. excited? Yeah, I was like, pumped. pumped. Yeah, I was excited. And just this big rush of energy, almost giddy. I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> where this is this is it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, yeah, I was really excited and then, yeah, then it was just in like action time. Do you know what I mean? We had our little list. I came out here, lit the fire, got everything sorted, went through the list and knew Philly was on her way. Um, but something that just, yeah, was really pertinent for me because to be honest, until you actually went into labor, I was like, I'll just be by her side the whole time. Um, and then after I came out and lit the fire, I think you were having a shower. I went to, I was like, I'll quickly go back and check to make sure you're okay and you don't need anything. And then I had the thought, I was like, nah, she's all good. Like she actually needs time yeah. on on her own to connect in with Bub and to do her thing because... Great as, call, as, by the way. As much as this is a team sport, it's like, it's not at the same time. Do you know what I mean? It really is you and Bub as a little duo going through it. And I'm just kind of like on the outskirts a little bit. Still very included, but I felt like, yeah, that was really important for you to just get into your zone and then for me to um, feel what that looked like mm. and then help guide that. Yeah, I feel like we had quite a – I experienced with us a quite a unique balance of – uh, me feeling like we were definitely a team and we we're in it together, yet knowing that you trusted me on my own mm. and that I trusted me on my own. Yeah. So I never felt like you were just leaving us to to do it ourselves. Like that was never a feeling I experienced. Mm. I always felt like you were holding us and we're very safe and you trusted me. But then I also knew that like at the end of the day, nobody could birth this baby for me. Mm. Like that was my job. But so I definitely... um. I do feel like it was a team sport. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, 
Yeah, so that, and that would have been about four o'clock, I think. But it, it was funny, like when we um, decided to text Philly, our doula, I texted her and she was like, holy, like she'd woken up five minutes earlier, just randomly at like three o'clock in the morning or something. So that's when I was like, we are definitely on. <laughs> the whole team's mobilized. Um, yeah, and so then it was just... It was a bit of a blur, to be honest, because Philly rocked up. I made sure you'd had something to eat because that was one of, like, I guess a concern that came into my awareness was the day before was a big day. Like you were falling asleep eating dinner the night before and we kind of didn't get to bed that early. So straight away my brain was like, ooh, energy could be a could be a thing. Why, why didn't we get to bed early, Tal? Because we were watching bulk birth videos. So many birth yeah. videos. How good though. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. Um, so, yeah, that was a good time. I was just, yeah, cooked you some oats and made sure you had something substantial to eat before we kind of really kicked into things. Um, but I noticed the story of oh, she's going to get tired. Like she's not going to have the energy started to come into my awareness. And I sort of caught it and then just put it aside and started telling the story of um yeah she's going to get given all the energy she needs as if she won't have the energy to do what she needs to do um so so you really noticed your own like where your own judgments are coming into play and then you I like was, intentionally shifted i was those very thoughts. conscious of what i was bringing into the space at yeah. all times yeah. yeah yeah um yeah so whenever there was uh yeah anything that popped up i just set it aside um and yeah so then that then things yeah started and it was just beautiful because when as soon as philly rocked up and this is i think um she was just amazing uh in the space but the biggest thing was like i could have timed contractions and message laurelie and i could have done all of that but i, I didn't want to <laughs> so i i delegated that to to philly and then so that meant i didn't have to look at a uh, the clock or the time or a phone from then onwards, which was about 4.30 in the morning. So I could just really be present with you the whole time. Um, yeah. Which, that made which, a huge difference because I felt that from you as well. I felt like, oh, there is no distraction for yeah. him. He is here with me. Yeah. So when you were going through a surge, I was just present with you in that surge. And yeah. And, and that's... That's all she wrote kind of thing like then all of a sudden you know it was beautiful we yeah just laboring in different positions going outside in front of the fire all of um yeah it was just amazing and then yeah or one thing (laughs) i don't know if you shared this when you shared the story i have no idea what you're about to say so we'll find out um the tap fitting we had to fill up the pool no i did not share this didn't didn't fit and so, like, I checked the individual little things I was going to screw into the taps, but it's kind of hard to explain. But basically, the angle that the taps were coming out at, long story short, I couldn't connect the hose to fill up the bath. <laughs> and I, so, I kind of, I realized that kind of early on. And I was like, oh, no. So, we had to do it old school and just um, get a huge tub of water and get hot water from the bath and slowly fill Have up the Like a the, million the pots on the pool. stove. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was... Um, let the team down a little bit there, but it kind of made for a, a funnier experience. But um, so, yeah, other than that, it was all pretty smooth sailing, you know, like the intensity of everything gradually built. 
Um, then Laura Lee, the midwife, got here. And, yeah. Then, then she sort of suggested, like, asked you if you wanted to get in the pool. And you were like, is it too early? Like, things... We didn't realize... Well, I didn't realize we were as far along as we were. Because yeah. we weren't... You didn't get your dilation measured at all. Um, because there was no real need. Like, Laura Lee offered. But you, you were... You were happy doing what you were doing. Um, so, yeah, then we, when we got in the pool, that's when it kind of really got real. <laughs> yeah. Just like the energy and the emotion really bumped up a notch. And maybe just because we're in that small room, so it was just really intense. But I think, yeah, you'd been through transition and so it was like, mm. yeah, where you went through a few surges and then Laura Lee was kind of coaching you how to start to push, essentially. And I was like, oh, we're there. <laughs> oh, shit. We're on the home stretch. Yeah. So it was a real surprise because like I say, you hadn't, we hadn't measured dilation. I thought that was like a, yeah, I just yeah. thought that's what you did because like, that's how I'd heard stories. Um, mm-hmm. So that was something I learned in our birth was, um, yeah, like you don't actually need to do that. And it's, yeah, um, yeah dilation isn't linear anyway. And mm-hmm. so that's. Um, what, what do you mean by that? So it's like it's not, you don't dilate a centimeter every half an hour for and they've got their measures of what should be happening but yeah. I've, I've now since our birth i've spoken to so many people where they like go from not dilating at all and then it's like 20 minutes they're fully dilated yeah so um mm-hmm. but it was just cool to be like oh we're on we're yeah. we're ready to um ready to go mm-hmm. and that's when it was um yeah, there was just a lot of energy in the space, a lot of emotion because it was witnessing, it was fucking powerful mm. to witness you doing your thing. Mm. And so to be watching you going through that, it's like I was watching two different things. It's like I was watching you become a mother and my son be born. Mm-hmm. And even though they're the same thing, <laughs> like they happen at the same time, it was very much um, until Rafi was like sort of nearly there and crowning and stuff. It was more I was connected with, yeah, you going through your process and your transition, which mm-hmm. was just fucking beautiful. And it yeah. was really, um, I just had to keep breathing <laughs> into my belly to, to stay grounded and, yeah. and present in it all. I, um, I watched the videos and like there you are with the fan just fanning me. Like, yeah. yeah you can tell your arms sore, you're yeah. tired, but you're just committing to the cause. Yeah, well, it was hot in there. Even I was hot. I was. I wasn't really doing anything. So. He, he was in the pool with me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then yeah, got to the point. The next, I guess, really pivotal moment was when you felt his head, mm. and the the sheer relief that I felt it. Like I can't remember what what you even said. You might have said like, "Oh yes, he's here. Yeah, he's got hair." Um, and then you were just like, "Yes, yes," like. It's really home stretch now. Um, and that was, I felt a real big hit of relief. And I didn't realize yeah. I wasn't relaxed. Because um, even though I was fully trusting, I wasn't scared. I wasn't like everything was, it was textbook. I didn't realize how much I was actually holding on to. So when it, once it was there and you were mm. relaxed and you knew it was happening, I was like, oh, we're, we're here. Yeah. It's, it's happening now. Um, yeah, and then you grabbed my hand and, and I felt the top of his head. Um, and it was just like, it was just intense. Like words don't really do it. A good intense. Justice, yeah, yeah. And a phenomenal intense. And then, 
Yeah, and then you did like I think it was your third last push, and his head head came out, mm. and that was just amazing because I could be with you, and then I would go down and I could see his his face, and he he came out, his eyes were closed, and then about three or four seconds later, his little eyes opened, and he kind of looked looked around a little bit. Oh, little man, he's hungry, um, and that was just incredible you know it was just yeah no words just he was there he was awake he was alert like how alert he was yeah. i was like wow what a yeah mm-hmm. and then yeah a couple more pushes and he was out and in your arms and yeah we just got to sit and i don't know how long we were in the, the I pool i think it for. would have been about half an hour yeah. yeah so that was amazing i also don't know however yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and just to, yeah, to be there with him and it was just so gentle, you know, it was all just so, no rush, no, we could take our time with everything. Um, and that was when it really started to hit, to be honest, the benefit of home birth really started to hit then after he was born and we could just come and sit on the couch in our own home straight away and be there and then everybody did their things weighed him and and you know burnt the cord and all of yeah so that was um that was a really cool process too because it was just um yeah it was almost like that was more about Rafi and the placenta and it was it was and it was only then that I realized oh wow cat didn't really grow the baby cat grew the placenta and the placenta grew the baby kind of so that was cool to be able to, um, yeah, do that and so, have that. So as what a really did burning of the cord look like, you know, for anyone who hasn't heard of that before? So basically instead of cutting the cord and it being a really quick process, we both, um, Rafi was on your lap, the placenta was in just a little bowl and then, yeah, we both had a candle and we just slowly um, held the candle under it and until it burnt through and it took took a while. It took, yeah. Um, 10 minutes or something? Yeah, 10, 15 minutes. Um, Smelled great. <laughs> yeah, it didn't smell as bad as I thought it was going to be because then I was like, oh, wow, we're just burning flesh essentially. <laughs> so um, it didn't actually smell too bad at all. Yeah. Um, I was super glad you were on board that as well because I think, you know, stuff like that can sometimes be a little bit more alternative. And it's definitely very much alternative. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad though because, you know, we were able to let the cord go cold mm. and you know, the blood stopped pumping and I, yeah, I that's didn't really realize important. that, um, you know, a third of the baby's blood is in the placenta when they're born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the cord needs to stop pumping so that the baby's got all their blood. It's really yeah. smart on the baby's part. That's yeah. how they fit through the birth canal. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so for us to really take that time and give a little prayer to the placenta mm. and just say thank you and have that reverence was really special and yeah. it was really special for us to do together as the parents and kind of feel like the placenta was kind of handing our baby over to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your job <Yeah>. now. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was a cool experience. I mean, I was that pumped on oxytocin by then I would have done just about anything and it would have been a cool experience, <laughs> you know. It's like you feel pretty high. Um, but, yeah, it was then and then sort of everybody, we weighed him and it was all good and, it was just like, oh, we've we've done it. We're here, you know. In that first hold with him, it's just, yeah, words don't really do it justice. It's, mm. um, 
Yeah, very, not out of body, but I haven't done plant medicine, but I can imagine it would, yeah, I felt like it was a very much an altered state Yeah. for that whole, even for like the whole week following really. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really sunk in then when everybody had left, when the birth team had left and it was just you and me and him on our couch and mm-hmm. we could just walk out onto the veranda. That's when I, I think, I think I said to you, like, I'm so stoked that mm. this is how he came into the world, mm-hmm. that we were able to birth him in this way. Yeah. Like before I was on board, I was on board, you know, made sense to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's, that's going to be a good way to do it. Um, but I was really grateful for it, like after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, because then we were just there. We were in it. We didn't have to break the bubble. Like we didn't leave the house for the two weeks or something after that. Yeah. We were just um, here by the fire every day. Yeah, it was super relaxed. Like I, I can't really imagine the, and I mean, people do this, and I'm so impressed by it when I see it. You know, like p- families getting their baby into the car the day after their baby's born and driving home, and I'm just like, wow. Like I was just so nervous to even put Rafi in the car two months, like you know, it's only even recently. Like <laughs> you're the last a nervous driver weeks. at the best of times, so, so yeah, I don't that's yeah. <laughs> well, and it's you, you, you do what you got to do, yeah, kind of thing, of and course. it's like, um. Yeah, it's like I'm not against intervention. Like intervention clearly saves a lot of lives. It's just unnecessary intervention. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So um, when you can, yeah, if you have the ability to and the resources mm-hmm. to um, and you prioritize it, then yeah, from my experience with it was... Oh, with home birth? Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. You know, like... We sat out in the sun and sang him happy birthday. Yeah. That was so special. And it was so little. Now, it's crazy to think how much he's grown already in just 10 weeks. Yeah. And it was so special as well that that night, you know, like you and my mom brought the bed uh, down into Mm. like our main living space and we're all snuggled up and we're just like literally as if we dosed on MDMA. Like we were just on and it was so beautiful to watch you with... Rafi that first night just dancing him around the living room and it was 3am in the morning and you just cooked me up a big bowl of dal and... You say cook, I heated it up. You heated it up, yeah, that's true. It's like, Kat would always say, thanks for cooking. And it's like, I didn't cook for like the first three and a half weeks because we had a meal train and our community was really looking after us. But I heated up food, so I felt like <laughs> I was cooking and, and providing You're and doing all this work. Regardless. But yeah, I heated it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Those those first few days were just mm. incredible. And I'm sure, it, yeah, it would be amazing no matter what. But yeah, to, um, yeah. And yeah, the so birth, it was just amazing. I'm also wondering for you, like, you know, when you reflect on that whole journey from mm. the day we found out, you, mm. which really I guess that's when fatherhood began for you really yeah. and all the way through to birth and and now beyond birth like if you were to wrap that all up in a bowl how would you describe uh, in a bowl in a bow <laughs> I'm just thinking of dull still like, yeah. if you were to wrap that all up in a bow and kind of be like this is what my experience was like mostly what would that be for you Mm, that's a really hard question to answer. Um, it was really just a heart opening experience. It was um, it was fun, mm. and yeah, even though there were its challenges on the whole, it was fun. Yeah, it was heart opening. 
it was just I felt like really stoked to be able to give it the love, attention, time, mm-hmm. resources mm-hmm. that it deserves. Yeah. Like the rite of passage of bringing a child into the world. Like there's, I don't believe there's any more important yep. rite of passage because it's, yep. it's so important for everyone involved. You know, when you go from boy to man or, or marriage or, or all of these things, like there's lots of different rites of passages throughout life. But the birth of a child, especially the first birth, um, I'm, I'll report back after the second one <laughs> and if, see if that changes. But like find me something more important to be putting time and energy mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to to do that and to really live in alignment with that um, was, yeah, felt amazing. Yeah, of course. And what, oh, sorry, did you have... Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, there was so much lead up to it, like the years leading up to it. It was to be in a certain position, a certain place, physically, Mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, relationally, financially, lifestyle-wise, to be able to give it Mm -hmm. this time and energy. So then to be, like, for that to come to fruition felt, um, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Like that feeling when you do the hard work and it pays off, yeah. And you feel really good. Like it was like that times a million. Yeah, of course. And I was going to say before and ask you the question, like what were some of the things that you did to like, I guess emotionally prepare you to for birth? And because I know I've heard you speak kind of briefly before on, um, you know, being able to watch me go through discomfort. And, oh, you know, yeah. Like, so what for you had you done previously on yourself that, equipped you to be able to handle um the intensity of birth i guess yeah i'll um i might dot point these because there's um it's a great question and there's a few things and that's probably a podcast in itself diving into all of them so i'll dot point them um the fur what like one thing that really helped was watching lots of births so you always had (laughs) a list of videos ready to go um, which was which was really good, and we watched a bunch as part of our hypnobirthing course with Philly. Um, the second was chatting to guys who had had home births and hearing their experiences. Um, and one piece of I- advice that I got it wasn't even advice; it was just somebody sharing that the hardest part for them was mm. to see their partner go through pain, discomfort, struggle and literally not be able to do a thing about it. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I was alluding to before is, yes, I can create the environment and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's you, you and Bubs. And so hearing that insight, it was like an alarm bell for me because I'm like, that I would struggle with that. So in the days or the mm-hmm. weeks leading up to it, I would actually visualize the birth and visualize you being in a lot of pain and uncomfortable, yeah, and then um, not so much... It just discomfort you working really hard and me still being there for you because I feel like what can happen is we don't want the person we love the most to experience pain and often we try to take that pain away from them in whatever way we can and in birth you can't do that and so it's me I, I, I was doing that so I, when it popped up I would be able to stay grounded and I wouldn't yeah. get knocked into my or now I'm feeling all of this stuff and now I'm upset because you're... Yeah. Or I'm scared because you're... I almost was practicing staying grounded even if things were really intense. Yeah. Um, 
so that was something that 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 really helped as well and and i noticed that from you and also because you know how birth looks and how birth feels can often be quite different so even though like i was uncomfortable but i didn't feel like it was too much for me to handle Mm. yet it would have looked as if it was too much for me to handle so for you as an observer because i wasn't telling you how i was feeling yeah you know like you needed to be able to hold yourself through that experience in the unknown and hold your own emotion (laughs) but like and for a lot of men like emotions are unknown yeah 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 and that's a whole nother like inner child stuff navigating our own birth trauma navigating our own relationships with our own father and there and then any resistances we have to stepping into fatherhood like yeah. all of that is um is a really important part of it all because that stuff can get triggered during birth and i've heard mm-hmm. stories of guys just fainting of guys like shutting down of all of these things because being in the presence of birth reactivated their own birth trauma. Yeah. So if you've got unhealed inner child stuff, unhealed birth stuff or yeah, that stuff does affect things mm. and the, your ability to be present is more than just physically being there. Mm. Can you emotionally mm. be there? And that's kind of, um, yeah, what I did a lot of work around yeah. um, in the lead up to as well. Um, what else? I think those are the main things. I'm sure there's yeah. more. Well, and I feel like um, you're probably quite inspired to be doing a bit of a fatherhood series over on your own podcast, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Tully O'Connor podcast. Yeah. Uh, cheeky plug right there for you. Yeah, yeah. Rebrand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rebranding. At the moment, it's the conscious locker room. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, I'm like, I always love listening to you tell that. <laughs> and I always hear something a little bit different every time as well, which is mm. really special. Um and I know that I've just been so appreciative and grateful for you to have done the work on yourself and to to throw yourself into educating yourself. And you were so excited to come to hypnobirthing with me. And so it wasn't coming with me. It was us going together. Mm. And, you know, any birth class we wanted to go to or any book that we wanted to read or watch YouTube videos or whatever it was that we needed to feel prepared and safe to go into the portal that is birth, I felt like you were definitely like there by my side doing it with me. And that... Mm. Um, that really made my experience definitely a lot more empowering and special. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> my pleasure. Like I said, find me something that's more worthy of putting time and energy into mm. than bringing a new life into the world. Yeah. I'll wait. Like, um, and obviously that's me and according to my values, but, you know, yeah, there's a lot of distractions out there and I just feel like, um, yeah, it's, it's something that... Um, yeah, is, is worth putting the time and energy mm, into. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, I think we're going to wrap up there because, um, yeah, time check. That's, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Yeah, that'll do us. Um, so thank you for listening yeah. to, to this story. Um, our next episode is going to be all about postpartum care and what we did to make our postpartum and our own newborn days as parents Mm. the most empowering and nourishing experience um for us and yeah exactly i guess what that looked like for us and what we put into place so that's um, a whole nother conversation yeah but we're looking forward to talk about it because we're quite passionate about that as well yeah yeah, um from from both of our perspectives but it's really more important than birth prep yeah yeah it really is yeah, yeah totally um, so yeah, hope you enjoyed and we'll Thanks, see you guys. in the next episode. Bye. Bye.